Hi everyone, David Harris here with you with a news bonus on criminal injustice, federal Department of Justice lawsuits against sanctuary cities and jurisdictions. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's 2020, and immigration has been a top-of-mind issue for the Trump administration since its very first days. Go all the way back to the so-called Muslim ban, now called the travel ban, of the very first days of the administration in 2017, January. So we know this is a big concern for them. So what are they up to right now? Well, it's not building the wall or something else. It's the U.S. Department of Justice bringing lawsuits against jurisdictions in this country who have immigration policies that the federal government, this administration that is, does not agree with. The latest actions were announced by Attorney General William Barr on Monday, February 10th, when he said that the U.S. Department of Justice would sue two, quote, sanctuary jurisdictions. The entire state of New Jersey is one. King County, Washington, that's where Seattle is, is the other. In these two separate legal actions, the Justice Department is seeking to block different policies that were created on the state and local level. Uh, first, in New Jersey, the Department of Justice wants to challenge a New Jersey policy that limits how state and local law enforcement authorities can share information with immigration officials. Uh, this is a common sort of policy across the country, common though it doesn't mean that the administration likes it. In fact, they they dislike it everywhere it shows up. Uh, the policy in King County, Washington, uh, uh, is a directive that uh, tells immigration authorities that they cannot use an international airport there in King County, presumably SeaTac Airport, uh, from using that airport for deportations. Uh, so uh, what's the basis for both of these? Well, according to uh, Attorney General Barr, uh, it is a policy um, in both instances in which these uh, local jurisdictions, the state of New Jersey and King County, Washington, are resisting federal immigration law enforcement uh, by the use of these sanctuary policies. And uh, he also said that uh, he was looking at practices of some state and local prosecutors who have adopted practices like charging criminals with lesser offenses in order to allow people to avoid deportation proceedings. Uh, and uh, also looking again at the priorities that the Justice Department sets when it gives grant money out to local jurisdictions uh, looking at immigration policies. Again, uh, Barr's statement on this, I'll quote, in addition to not being lawful, these policies make no sense. Again, quoting, innocent people are routinely threatened and hurt by illegal aliens who local jurisdictions have set free, close quote. Now, we can put aside the, uh, the, the disputes there about whether that is true. Uh, certainly, it is true that in some 
instances, uh, some people might be hurt or injured or victimized by folks who are illegal immigrants, who have no papers, who've come into the country uh, illegally in one way or another. But this is basically cherry-picking of anecdotes. Doesn't mean it isn't happening, but the data on this shows that those in the country in the first generation, whether legal or or illegal are far less likely to break the law than those who are born in this country. Uh, And that's been a hard pill for those on the other side of the immigration debate, the Bill Barr's, uh, President Trump's, Jeff Sessions' side, to swallow. And they've always denied that. But let's put that aside for a minute, because I think there's something even deeper going on here. The Trump administration has challenged these kinds of quote-unquote sanctuary policies in the courts that come out of local jurisdictions, be they states or cities or counties, in a number of different lawsuits. And generally speaking, they've lost. Uh, Local jurisdictions are not saying we want to make our own immigration law as used to happen in earlier years when, say, Arizona or other states would make their own tougher immigration policies. They're simply saying we're not going to participate in federal efforts. And generally speaking, states and local jurisdictions have won those suits because while immigration is a federal policy, which accounts for the fact that so many of those we want to be tougher than the federal government statutes and actions from past years, uh, uh, why so many of those fell, though not all of them, parts of the Arizona law were upheld by the Supreme Court. Now courts are saying, States don't have to go along with the federal efforts. They don't have to do things. And there's a section of constitutional reasoning called commandeering that says the federal government simply can't order states to do things uh, um, in, in the general run of things. And that's because of the doctrine of federalism. And federalism uh, is, you know, st- states and the national government have their own spheres. Uh, the federal government may be in charge of immigration, uh, but states don't have to go along with it. Uh, and states are allowed to make their own laws and do their own things as long as they don't violate the Constitution. And what's so interesting to me as a long-term observer of the federal system, the back and forth, the tension at times between the federal government and the states, is that generally federalism has been thought to be a real conservative uh, idea. And when I say conservative, I mean with a small c. I mean that people on that side of the political spectrum generally favor local control and state autonomy. Think about the debates from the beginning of the country up until now. It's been about local control and state control versus federal control. We've, you know, we've had some real, real knockdown, drag out fights about this in this country. And generally speaking, it's been the more conservative uh, politically and philosophically folks that have favored the idea of federalism. But it does seem that every once in a while uh, we get a little peek at how conservatives um, view this, uh, that they think it's convenient when it favors them, but if it doesn't, you know, out the window. I can remember an example of this from years ago. People in the state of Oregon approved not once but twice uh, a statewide referendum that allowed for uh, what's called physician-assisted suicide. 
Uh, this was unpopular with many in the conservative movement, sometimes for religious reasons and sometimes for others. But nevertheless, the people of Oregon voted for it. It was democratically created. And yet, conservative Attorney General John Ashcroft under the Bush administration, he was attorney general, uh, he challenged it in court and ultimately lost. Um, here we've got the same thing going on. We find conservatives such as Bill Barr being in favor of local control and state law and so forth until it's inconvenient for their own policy goals. In this instance, uh, the, the tighter enforcement of immigration, they want the state to go along with them. Uh, but the state of New Jersey says, no, we're doing it differently. And uh, then the conservatives are off to federal court, something that they always accuse people on the other side of doing. And this isn't the only uh, instance of this by far. It won't be the last. Uh, one wonders in the spring, as the spring of 2020 approaches, whether there's a little whiff of politics in this. Oh, certainly not. Anyway, that's what's happening. We'll keep our eye on this phenomenon. It's not going to go away. It's critical not just to politics and elections, but to the rule of law and how we see our federal system. That's it. That's your news bonus. Federal lawsuits against state and local policies on immigration. You can always turn to criminal injustice for the latest news on not just the criminal system, but the larger legal questions our country faces. You can go to our website, that's criminalinjusticepodcast.com, to get that news, to hear our interviews. We're always there for you. Take care. Thanks. That's Criminal Injustice. I'm David Harris, and I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris and produced by Josh Rollerson. Find show notes and past episodes at criminalinjusticepodcast.com. <laughs>